Welcome back, everybody, to episode 67 of Off Topic. It's been a while since we recorded. We've missed a lot of March Madness because I was in Mexico on spring break along with Ricardo, so we couldn't record. Um, but here we are, Friday, April 1st. April, Happy April Fool's Day, Liam. Happy April Fool's Day. Um, it's just Liam and I here today. Um, our other two co-hosts are busy. And Back to the original gang. Yeah, episode yeah. One, episode boy. one. <laughs> what a what a return. Um, so the final four starts tomorrow, and never in a million billion years did I think that my North Carolina Tar Heels were going to be playing in this game, and uh, especially against Duke. I mean, Duke was supposed to be here, but I cannot. Um, yeah, I don't know. I yeah. Look, how are you feeling? You know, I was actually just talking to Nick about this. The nerves have not completely set in yet, <clears throat> but nice. they will. I know for a fact they will. But I don't know. Like, we – I kind of feel like we are playing with – we, I mean, I know for a fact we're playing with no pressure at all. Like, according to the experts, Liam, we weren't even supposed to make the tournament. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what experts those were, but – We were a bubble team. Never forget. <laughs> um, I want to talk a little bit about our journey to the Final Four. Um, we started eight and nine game against Marquette and literally from the jump, I mean, we just ate them alive. I think we won by in almost 40, if not 40 it was and long. yeah, big time. Um, and then we went on to Baylor number one oh. seed defending champion. Yeah. I have a good story about this game actually. So I was in our flights got delayed for about eight hours. So I was supposed to watch this game at our resort in Cancun. I ended up having to try to watch it on my phone in an airport. Um, I had no service in Mexico, so it was a struggle to watch. Uh, there are a billion TVs in Mexico, in that Mexico city airport. Liam, every single one of them had WWE on. <laughs> I don't think Mexicans care too much about March Madness. We were trying to find the game everywhere. Everybody's had the same WWE matchup going on. And uh, so I tried to watch it on my phone. I paid for like this high speed internet and it barely worked because I couldn't see the game. I could just hear Brian Anderson, whoever else were announcing, I could hear. And then the video would go in and out occasionally. Um, so, you know, first half I was feeling real good. We were up by 25. I was just hearing it. I was like, Oh my God, we're cooking these boys. And then obviously Brady Manic gets ejected, which was ridiculous. And that game just switched so fast. And I mean, I hate to be that guy. And I probably say it on this podcast all the time, but I hate to be that guy. But I mean, that game was rigged. It was absolutely rigged. I have never, I have never seen anything like that. Like every out of bounds call, they called the wrong way in favor of Baylor. They kicked out Caleb Love on five fouls. They kicked out Brady Manick on a flagrant two when he was making a, yeah, he elbowed him, but he was making a basketball play. It should have been a flagrant one. Um, so Baylor brought it back down 25 to go to overtime and fucking RJ Davis just was like, I'm not going home today. I'm going to bring And North Carolina doesn't play a bench, which is why this was so tough uh, because we had like Dontrez styles and Justin McCoy out on the floor because we had no other choices. 
and RJ Davis just put the whole team on his shoulders and fucking went and won us that game. And uh, at towards when, when overtime started, Joe Bosman, shout out to Joe, he got the game on his phone. So I was able to watch overtime. And RJ Davis hit a crazy left-handed and one to go up by like six, maybe. And I was fucking, I was fucking pumped up in the airport, dude. I was getting lit. People were probably getting nervous, but I was just getting hyped. Um, and I thought your all your guys' tweets and texts to me were very funny. Like somebody's got to check on Ian. Yeah, yeah. The heart was through the roof. Uh, I was worried for you. I I got home and I started watching the game. It was like a. 25 30 point game and i was like you know I'll, I'll go take a shower now like the game's over i get out of the shower it's like a five point game i'm like what the fuck like <laughs> yeah it was it was tough um but we beat baylor and the refs and moved on to play ucla in the sweet 16 which was a matchup of the blue bloods um that was an awesome game that game i watched alone in our hotel bar because it was the last day of our vacation so uh joe Sid, and ricardo all wanted to go out to some club and i was like yeah i'd love to go but i can't i'm not gonna miss this game I'm sorry i just care about basketball way more than anything anything else if it was north carolina i would have gone but i can't miss north carolina yeah. um that game was also just crazy caleb love went nuts that so I was watching uh, like this members only bar. So it was just me. And then this like group of like probably 60, 50 to 60 year olds, like eight of them. And, you know, I try not to be like obnoxious and loud and stuff like that. And uh, when Armando Baycott had that out of bounds save to Caleb Love and Caleb Love hit that three to tie it, I be- tie it. Yeah. And then he hit a three on the next possession to take the lead. I could, I don't want to clap or stand or cheer. So I literally just put, took my fist and I was just punching my thighs. <laughs> as I could because I was so goddamn excited and after we were on the we were on the fourth floor and after the game was over I fucking didn't even take the elevator I sprinted up the steps to our room and once we got to the room I just was like let's fucking go like I was so hyped uh but yeah that was a fun experience to watch too and then we were got back on Sunday in time for the St. Peter's game, that was a massacre from start to finish. And to be honest, I kind of thought it would be like those Cinderella runs. They got to come to an end eventually. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, but credit to St. Peter's. Yeah, for- shout out St. Peter's. That's one of the craziest Cinderella wow. runs of all time. Um, and it, truthfully, I think they just ran into one of the hottest teams in the country right now. Like, yeah, And that leads us to a Final Four matchup in a tale as old as time, Duke, Carolina. <laughs> Liam, I don't know if you know, this. this is the first time they've ever played in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> See, I did not know that. <laughs> it's been put into, yeah. Uh, media has made sure to mention that about every fucking six minutes. Um, yeah, that plus it's Coach K's destiny to win the whole fucking thing. And yeah, like what a story uh, that, if co- of course, in Coach K's last year, he gets a chance to beat Carolina on the way out and win a championship. But I just – how sweet of a victory would that be for Carolina to beat Coach K on Coach K night and then retire him in the Final Four to go to the championship. And truthfully, I think North Carolina is the most confident team right now in college basketball. I think Hubert Davis has those boys balling, and I think Hubert Davis deserves a ton, a ton, a ton of credit 
for what he has done with these, basically these five guys, because they really don't play a bench. Puff Johnson plays a couple minutes here and there. Dontrez Styles plays maybe a couple minutes here and there. That's it. He just has these five guys just rolling right now. And I'm, I'm, I'm nervous, but I'm excited for tomorrow. I'm really excited. Yeah. I mean, the only better way this matchup could go is if this was for the national championship. In my right. Opinion. Yeah. So I look, I am on your side. I want to see coach K lose as much as possible. I wanted to see him lose in the most heartbreaking way possible. And I believe when the brackets came out, we were like, Hey, what happens if North Carolina meets Duke in the final four? That would be the most heartbreaking way possible. This is it. This, like, this is it. I just, like there, this is, this is genuinely going to be one of the biggest games in college basketball history, just because of the stakes. The fact that it's Duke Carolina, the best rivalry in college basketball, arguably the best rivalry in sports, uh, American sports, I'll say. And then the fact that it's Coach K's retirement tour versus – okay, so do you think this would be a bigger game if Roy was still coaching, or do you think it makes it a little better that it's Hubert Davis's first year and he's gotten all the way to the Final Four? I don't know. But I would say I don't think North Carolina is in this game if Roy is coaching. And that's not a knock against Roy. That's just – yeah. I mean, Hubert Davis has just brought a different energy to this team. He's, he's just got these guys playing so inspired. Um, a lot of stories have been coming out recently about Carolina. And, like, they had those two losses to Miami and Wake Forest earlier in the year, both, like, 30-point losses. And I guess the whole team just kind of sat down and with each other till like, 4 a.m. when they got back from Wake Forest and just kind of, like, was like, all right, what do we got to do to figure this thing out? Because we are way too talented for this to be happening to us. And since that game – I mean, man, we've been one of the best teams in the nation. We've had – there's definitely been more than one loss, but the only loss I can think of since that middle of the season was to Duke the first time we played. But since then – oh, and the we lost to Virginia Tech in the tournament. But other than that, I mean, Carolina's just rolling. Um, and I do feel a little bad for Villanova, Kansas, because nobody's talking about them at all because this game is just so huge. I was just going to say that Villanova, Kansas is a great game. Absolutely. But it's being overshadowed by this fantastic game. And I don't, did you watch the Villanova game, the Elite Eight game against Houston? No, I was on an airplane. So when we landed, I saw the final score and it was ugly. Yeah. I mean, it was ugly. Houston had a good run. Houston's a good team. They were a five seed for Houston, was definitely an under seed. Yeah. Um, I called them frauds. So my bad. (laughs) <laughs> yeah um but villanova losing justin moore to an achilles injury hurts like i was watching that play live and they sh- started showing replays and reggie miller's like you gotta hope it's just a cramp reggie i don't think that's a cramp uh and kansas also played maybe one of the best second halves in college basketball history against miami mm-hmm. going yeah. into this game yeah i so. also want to say shout out to the acc we yeah. almost had three fucking Final Four teams. Um, I mean, you. I think you tweeted that they kind of mm-hmm. the ACC played us like a fiddle all year. I mean, you know, I'm a big ACC guy, so that was cool for me. Like the ACC is king, and they they really yeah. showed in the tournament. They they had a fantastic tournament run, and two teams are still in it. And of course, it's two of the most storied programs in college basketball. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Blue Blue Blood Nation in this Final Four. 
all four teams. Yeah. Um, so here's the last thing I'll say. Selfishly, I want to play, obviously, saying let's say we beat Duke. I want to play Villanova because I need redemption for that mm-hmm. uh, Chris Jenkins shot. I think if we beat Duke and then beat Villanova in the championship, I think, not even kidding, this goes down as the greatest season in Carolina basketball history. First-year head coach, beat Duke on Coach K night, beat Duke in the Final Four, and then redemption against Villanova. I don't know how you can get much sweeter than that. And all five of these guys already, uh, Caleb Love, RJ Davis, Leaky Black, Amando Baycott, and Brady Manick, have written themselves in North Carolina history. Like, they all five of them are just absolute legends already. And it's really cool to see. Shout out Brady Manick, dude. He's been maybe the best player in the tournament so far. I think he averages the most points, I know, but you could argue he's been the best player. Yeah, he's been on fire. He's that stretch like four that they've needed. He's like me in the MHL. (laughs) (laughs) New player comparison is Brady Manning. Um, No, I love that guy. He actually won a transfer of the year award this today. And then uh, Hubert Davis actually won a coach, not the AP, but he won a coach of the year award today, which is really, really cool. Shout out to Hubert Davis. I saw AP player of the year was Oscar Sheboy. Yeah. And then Tommy Lloyd won coach of the year year. for Arizona. Um. Yeah, uh, seeing Hubert Davis cry after that St. Peter's game just makes me so happy, and it really just shows you the difference between Carolina – or I don't want to say Carolina Duke, but just Coach K and everybody else. Coach K literally said that winning the championship, he said, quote, that would be a great thing for me. And Hubert Davis all does is talk about his players and his team. And <clears throat> I'm a Coach K hater, but even if you're not a Coach K hater, I feel like – even watching from the outside, that guy is just a scumbag. Yeah, just to I mean, everybody. Why? Why does he need a retirement tour? Like, yeah, like, no, did you hear? And you hear that they've been filming this whole thing, and there's going to be a Coach K documentary coming out. Yeah, sorry, I, I, I thought I heard my cat like throwing up in the background. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, it's like, of course, of course, but it's not. Hey, it's all about the kids. It's all about the kids. It's not about Coach K. Yeah, no, I'm and. He always juts in and like answers questions that are asked to the kids. Like, come on, dude. Why is he even at their press conferences? I don't know. Hubert Davis it, isn't at I've never seen any coaches at their no, co- team's co- press conferences. Coaches are at teams press conferences, but they don't answer for the kids. Like Shaheen Holloway. He was at the St. Peter's press conference mm. after Purdue game. Cause I remember he was like when they talked about Doug jumping up onto the table. He's yeah. Like, you jumped up onto the table. Yeah. But yeah, I mean I just I just want Coach K to lose so bad. What what's your what's your gut feeling? Because by the next time we record, we're going to have a national champion. What, yeah. what do we What do we think? Ah, uh, this is tough. This is tough. North Carolina is hot, uh, but I just I the NCAA will not let Coach K lose this game. That is kind of my fear. <clears throat> is that I think this will be refed very very unfairly. Because yes. the NCAA loves Coach K. Because people tune in to watch him lose. So you got to keep him in the tournament. It's just good yeah. for ratings. I Honestly, I think Duke will win it all because how great of a storyline would that be yeah. for the NCAA if Coach K wins on his retirement tour? But I do think Kansas has a shot. A real yeah. chance. If I had to put money down, I'd say Duke-Kansas championship. And I don't know. 
that's a fucking toss up. I really don't know who would win that yeah. one. Um, but yeah, I will be rooting harder forever, harder than ever for my Tar Heels tomorrow. Oh, I'm going to be right there with you. <clears throat> I mean, it's America versus Coach K. It, it really is. is. Everybody's on the Tar Heel bandwagon this week. And welcome aboard, everybody, because fuck Coach K. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Um, let's move on. I, I, I want to say one thing. Go ahead. Wisconsin lost in the round of 32. Oh. That, that's all. That's um, all that needs to be said. Um, Johnny Davis heading to the draft, too. Yeah, that's expected, though. I mean, yeah, I, I yeah, will say Wisconsin Twitter almost got me today when they said Brad Davidson was coming back. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. You know, I don't know what to believe anymore because a year ago today, Roy Williams retired and everybody thought it was fake. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, it was not fake, but it ended up working out. Also, I just love Roy Williams. Like he was crying after that St. Peter's game too. He, he said in an interview that uh, Hubert's coaching better now than he ever has in his career, which is obviously not true. Roy is one of the greatest coaches of all time, but he's just such a humble guy. I love Roy to death. I really do. He, the scenes of him in the crowd cheering on his players. It's awesome. It's the best. Awesome. It's the best. Yeah. Sports are the best. <laughs> I do love sports. Yeah. I do love sports. And Oh, last thing I was going to say is that if Carolina was playing anybody else, I'd be like, you know what? I don't really care if we win or lose. What a season like that. We made it to the final four, but Holy fuck. I just don't want to lose to Duke because you know, I thought we did it. I thought we beat coach K in his last game against Carolina ever. I thought we did it. I didn't think in a million years, this matchup would happen, but here we are. So let's fucking ride. Tar heels. Tar heels. Let's go. There we go. All right, let's move on to some NBA news. And, uh, there shouldn't have been a discussion in the first place, but the discussion is over. Giannis is the MVP. He's the best player in the NBA. He has absolutely shut down Embiid and then KD back-to-back nights, back-to-back games, not nights, excuse me. Uh, he is the best player in the world. And it's and it's truly, it's not particularly close. Yeah, and I actually put this in the doc right after I got home from the 76ers game against the Bucs. Mm. Oh, I, I saw that there. That's right. I saw that block and I was like, you know what? MVP. He no is. doubt about it. He is I mean, no it, doubt the MVP. Ha- have you seen his past like 10 game stretch? Yeah. Oh my God. It's insane. It is insane. Um, also, I cannot believe that the bucket to break the all time scoring record for the Bucks was a step back three. Like, that's just like poetry about how, how much his game has evolved mm-hmm. since in the past couple of years. You see, yeah. Drew Holiday was making a case for Giannis to be most improved player this year. <laughs> that would be something. Well, he's averaging like 30 points a game. He's averaging him, Embiid, and LeBron, I think, are all averaging 30.1. Which is insane. But LeBron's I mean, not eligible for the scoring title yet because he hasn't played enough games. Yeah, well, the Lakers are not going to get it to the playoffs. So. I was about to say, LeBron just wants that scoring title so bad, so that way when the Lakers don't make the playoffs, he can just be like, well – that was, wasn't my fault. I, I won the scoring title. Like, yeah. No, you, it, it kind of is your fault. You brought in Westbrook. Westbrook, my bad. <laughs> he brought in everybody. Yeah. <laughs> he fucking brought in everybody. And the, now that the season's basically over, LeBron, we have kept that same energy all year like you asked us to. So Absolutely. you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. We did you a favor, sir. King. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. No, but the Bucks are absolutely rolling. 
And I believe when we restarted this podcast a couple weeks ago, Ian, we said, you know what? The Bucks have a really tough stretch coming up here. Yeah. You know what they did during that stretch? They went 12 and three. Yeah. That is, mwah, that is perfect. They have catapulted themselves into the two seed for the East, which I don't know about you, but that two seed, one two seed might be a bit controversial just because Brooklyn right now is in the play in. But I will say the Bucs look like the best team in the NBA right now. And it's not even close in my eyes. See, I still think that the Suns are, but I think if we're talking Eastern Conference, nobody comes close. Mm-mm. The the Heat are they're starting the to fall are, off. The Heat are a dumpster fire. They have no their best offensive player is Tyler Hero when he comes off the bench. Yeah. The Jimmy Butler is the most overrated superstar in the NBA. I have no idea how he's still considered a superstar. He's bad. Yeah, correct. Absolutely. He's shooting like 8% from three since Probably. the All-Star break. Like, I, I think Holy so. fuck. Yeah. Um, but, you know, law of averages between him and Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. Yeah, I guess it evens 30%. out. <laughs> um, Boston um, is rolling, but they just yep. lost Robert Williams, who's the only guy in that team who could even slow down Giannis a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Philadelphia, we've seen that the Bucks can beat them. Um, that we've seen that matchup a million times. Giannis just Giannis owns Philly. Yeah, I, I will say, I will say though, uh, James Harden being on Philly makes it a little bit more interesting. But I will say, I don't think the refs are gonna put up with James Harden's bullshit come the playoffs. I mean, he yeah, he hasn't been great this year. You think no. about past years, he's averaged over 30 like the last 10 years. He's averaging like 21. It's amazing what happens when you don't shoot 20 free throws a game. I'm, I know. No skill. Um, but he but Giannis has no skill. Remember that. Yeah. Bullshit. Um, Chicago, they're doing what we said. I mean, great they season. They can't for be them. good teams. Yeah, they they're just they can't take that next step right now. Nope. Um Toronto's doing pretty well. They're, they're starting to get better, but they're still not up there. They're not going to make a run in the playoffs, though. No, the Cavs have started to have fallen off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Um, they were far earlier in the year. Yeah, no. Charlotte, perfectly average team. When I say perfectly average, I believe there was a time like a week ago where they were 500 splits on every single metric. Home, really? away, overall. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> um, and then you have Brooklyn, who... I don't know about you, but they're a team that really shouldn't be in the play-in, but because they went 3-17 and 17 in a 20-game stretch, they are in the play-in. Yeah, that was when they didn't have KD, and then they only had Kyrie like once a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, which, actually, if Brooklyn's in the play-in and they play Toronto, in Toronto. That's right. No Kyrie. Yeah, that's right. I also saw that uh, Boston would be missing players. They didn't say who, but they like put out like the Bucks are fully vaxxed and one other team are fully vaxxed if they play I, in Toronto. I saw that. I believe it's the Bucks and the Heat are fully That's, vaxxed. Yeah, Miami. Philadelphia and Boston and, refused to comment. Yeah, which means they players aren't. Yeah. So they would not be able to play, which will be big. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, the East is coming down here. We have got... I believe the Bucks have six games left, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. We have yeah. got about 15 days left until the play-in games start. And 
look, see, college basketball is almost over. Um, Yeah, there's three days left of the college basketball season. Yeah, the NBA is going to ramp up here. This is going to be. Yeah, I love the way that they format that, that as soon as college basketball ends, basically the playoffs start. Yeah, and don't don't forget about the Masters. Come on, Ian. That yeah, is Tiger playing? No. Okay, well then I don't care. <laughs> Go Brooks. <laughs> uh, but no, um, that's what I have for NBA news. I mean, yep. Um, just a couple more things here. Uh, this feels like an eternity ago, but Devontae Adams is no longer Green Bay Packer. I he really turned down that. more money to get because he wanted to play with Derek Carr, which by all means, go, go yeah, out. like me, I wish Ricardo was here because I know he has a lot of thoughts about this. He is totally on the fuck you, Devontae Adams train. Big time. Really? Yeah, he's like, I'm not. Uh, yeah, me neither. Well, I also, I'm not a huge NFL guy. So it's like, yeah, I root for the Packers, but I don't care compared to my other teams that I like. That I don't really care as much. So I wasn't like devastated by this. But I know Ricardo was very upset. Um, but I think we got a good return for him. Yeah. I mean, look, see, if he wants to go play with Derek Carr uh, over Aaron Rodgers, go ahead. I'm Especially not, in that division. I mean, like, they yeah, probably won't make the playoffs. No. And like, it sucks seeing him leave. It of course. Sucks of course. Really yeah. Bad. You, you want to keep him, but I, I was a little bit shocked. We got a first and a second out of it. Um, but, you know what? I've always been under the impression, and I think you can back me up and vouch for me. In Matt LaFleur's system, I don't think it matters what wide receiver you have. I think that having Devontae Adams was great. It was, it was great having him, having the riches, having him. But I don't think that's, a necess- that's necessary in this offense. I think if they go out and draft a wide receiver like Chris Olave, Jahan Dotson in the first round to fill oh. that... They can get both. Um, I also really like Jalen Tolbert out of South Alabama, who could be a second-round target. But I this opens up so many different options for the Packers, and I really hope they get Chris Olave. I'm in Me love too. with that. I'm in I love. Think with everybody that. wants Chris Olave, and also DK Metcalf would be nice. There's whispers yeah. about that. That would be cool if we could get yeah. Metcalf and Olave. I don't think we'd miss a beat in our offense, and we'd be no. Fine. I'm I'm I, we have Aaron Rodgers. Right. We're going to be Super Bowl contenders no matter what. Aaron Rodgers got to the NFC Championship with Jeff Janis as wide receiver one. So I believe, the game Jared the the I believe Jared Abbott was on that team too. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> um it yeah. Aaron's gotten through much worse teams. So this this will be just plus the defense right now, our defense is stacked. We yeah. kept everybody. We brought in Jaron Reed to play alongside Kenny Clark. This and we got rid defense. of Zadarius. Yeah, um, that that one hurt too. But especially since he went to the Vikings, that one. Yeah, hurt. I don't know. For that one, for me, it was like I feel like when's the last time that guy played a full season? Anyways, he played like two games last year. It's whatever. <clears throat> yeah, but this is the best defense Aaron Rodgers has had in his entire career, and I hands down. And we have a special special teams coach now. Yeah, saw you. God. Um. <clears throat> The last thing I was going to say was that uh, reports said that Aaron Rodgers knew about this, you know, but when he signed, he knew Devontae Adams was not coming back. So people were like making the jokes like, oh, Rodgers is going to be pissed. He knew. Yeah. I mean, he knew this was the deal. 
there was no way he was going to come back if this was all of a sudden like thrown yeah, out. Yeah, that would have been the end. I think Aaron would have requested a trade or just fucking retired if that happened. Would have just just retired. Yeah, but no, he knew. Um, so Plus, on the Packers' part, they knew Devonta Adams did not want to be in Green Bay. So to get a first and a second round pick out of them, props to them, and to keep and, it under wraps and twenty eight million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Like right now, they have fifteen million dollars in cap, which I'm assuming will go towards whoever they draft and a veteran wide receiver would be my guess. Yeah, I've seen a lot of stuff like wide receivers, like uh, Brandon Cooks, Jarvis Landry. I've seen Julio. Julio, yeah. I mean, any OB of those three would yeah. be nice. OBJ, oh. did you say? Yeah. Yeah, another one. Yeah. Um, the other wide receiver news, though, kind of a big shock, Tyreek Hill to the Miami Dolphins. This is the kind of – this is the kind of stuff that me and Ricardo kind of talked about before on this podcast that I just truly will never understand because I'm not an NFL player and I'm not a billionaire. I just don't get the more money for a shitty team. I just will never understand it. Like, why would you not want to play for the Chiefs? I get you want the money, but dude, what is the truly what's the difference between 20 million and 28 million? You know, like there's not, there's no difference. You don't even know how much money you have because it's so much. Like that eight million does not mean shit to them. So yeah. it's I just don't get it. But this is this is big because Tyreek Hill bailed out Mahomes a million times in the last three years. Um, and he's gonna like I think he's gonna be tough to replace. Tyreek Hill is one of those guys who can change an entire game just by getting the ball on a screen because he's just that kind of player. But I don't know. Uh, Miami's got some good young receivers, and I think this is it for Tua. If he sucks, then he sucks. Like, his offense is good. He's got Gasicki and now Waddle and Hill. Like, if Tua can't do anything with them, then he's just bad. Yeah. yeah. This one was shocking. It, it was shocking how fast it came together. Yeah. Like, Reports that he was, like, going to look for a trade, and then 15 minutes later, he's gone. Yeah. And the best part about this trade though, I know is you're about when, to say when uh when he was asked, so it was between the Jets and yeah. the Dolphins. Now it, it was never going to beat the Jets. <laughs> yeah. Um that was that was another thing though. When that report came out, I was just like, My God, like why? I know the Jets one wasn't true, but it's just like they would rather play in like and get five wins, or in Devontae Adams' case, that division is so stacked. The Raiders could make the playoffs. I could see them being better than Denver because I'm not a big Russell Wilson fan. But he, they're not gonna they're not gonna be better than the Chargers, and they're not gonna be better than the Chiefs. So I just he's taking yeah. more money to lose and play with Derek Carr. I get you and Derek Carr went to college together, but dude, you're playing with a top three quarterback of all time right now, with a Super Bowl contending team. I just don't know why you wouldn't want to stay. But like I said, I'm not in their shoes. What do I know? Yeah. I, I will say, Devonta Adams, the weirdness level on his quarterbacks is insane. Yeah. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's played for some weirdos. <laughs> Rodgers is a weird motherfucker, but we have to love him because yeah. he's our QB. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Last piece of news, uh, Deshaun Watson to the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. <laughs> That's about, that about sums it up, the silence. I mean, it was only a matter of time. Um, 
yeah, it, it was a matter of time. I don't, I truly don't understand how he got traded to the Browns at a five-year, $230, $230 million guarantee, whole thing guaranteed, all because the criminal cases were dropped. Not the civil, just the criminal. Um, and I don't know if you heard this, but apparently the Browns, well, they offered to. I don't know if this happened. They offered to structure Deshaun Watson's, Watson's deal in a way that he would only get $1 million in the first year. That way, if he would get suspended, uh, he wouldn't lose that much money, which is complete and utter bullshit to me. Like, they are helping this man cover up cases in my eyes. Yeah, I mean, I have spoken my piece about Deshaun Watson like 10 times on this pod. So people know how I feel. I don't really need to say much else. Um, yeah, it's and yeah, like you know, I I hope I hope it's not true because you never want to see that stuff happen. But like I've said a million times, twenty two is a big big number <laughs> to be lying. Uh, so who the fuck who the fuck knows whatever he's going to be playing this year though so yep. you know you know what's going to be fun is uh seeing who's going to draft him in fantasy football <laughs> like who's going to be the one to be like oh Deshaun's probably going to have some good numbers this year <laughs> honestly probably me yeah, i was about to say you took him last year just in case i did i did <laughs> Uh, yeah. either me, I, the other person I would say is Steven. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I could see Steven doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. oh, I feel like I had something else to say. There's, there's been a lot. There has been a lot. I've just been, been gone. So I've been doing anything in the dock. <clears throat> um, did USA got, uh, Oh yes. Yes. They qualified for the World Cup after missing it four years ago. Um, Group B with England, Iran, and then the winner of the Euro playoff. Which which, would um, be Wales or... Wales, Ukraine, or somebody else. Yeah, who's somebody else? Uh, New Zealand? No, no, it's the European one. Oh, yeah, duh. That'd be Wales versus... Other playoff. Ukraine's playing somebody, and the winner of that plays Wales, and the winner of that is in the group. Euro playoff. Let's see. Wish they wouldn't make me read an entire fucking article just to <laughs> whatever. Whatever. Somebody. We'll figure. Yeah. Okay, Scotland. Oh, okay. I thought Wales and Scotland were the same thing, but I also re- maybe they are. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's maybe it's Wales slash Scotland. No, it's it not. It's no, no. Um, because Wales, yeah, I know Wales has their own team. Uh, I have a bit of a rant to go on. I about Colin Kaepernick. I can't stand that motherfucker, dude. This guy is the same thing every single year. This guy put out a Netflix documentary talking about how the NFL is the same as owning slaves, and then every year he's like. All right, I'm going to have open workouts. Now I want to get back to the NFL. Dog, if you think the NFL is slavery, I don't know why you want to be back there. Yeah. I also, I'm probably going to cut this out, but. 
I'm going to bleep that out, but I just wanted to say that. Like, that guy is such a goddamn clown. It's the same thing every year. Oh, the NFL hates me. The NFL, yada, yada, yada. The NFL is the same as slavery, which he literally said. And then, all right, I'm having open workouts. It's my time to shine. I'm going to get back to the NFL. Okay, well, you clearly don't think the NFL is as bad as slavery then if you want to be there so bad. Yeah, it's a bit ironic. Yeah, but he'll never play in the NFL again. And that's just a fact. No, and whether that's just because of his beliefs or I do think some of the NFL does have like a vendetta against him. I just don't think people want to deal with everything he brings. Yeah. He brings so much. Like, I think people's opinions have really gone negative on him in the past two years just because of all his like the like he had that open workout where a bunch of NFL teams are going to come and then like five minutes before it started he changed it to like a high school where nobody was and then blamed it on he's like oh nobody came to see me because I'm black and no dude it's because you change it to some high school that nobody you didn't tell anybody you were changing the location of your workout like he's just a clown who just wants attention so yeah he he look when this whole thing first started which by the way that was seven years ago yeah a long time ago he he was a capable starter in the nfl backup material the nfl i think blacklisted him back then now i just don't think he has what it takes to be in the nfl anymore i don't think he is physically ready you could i mean patrick mahomes could leave the nfl for seven years and if he tried to come back he would be like "Uh, i don't know if he still has the juice he had from seven years ago kaepernick's also he's got to be like fucking mid-30s yeah, so and he he relies so heavily on his legs. There's no way he can be right. Like, yeah, 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 he couldn't throw. Yeah, he had like the worst QBR in NFL history. <laughs> but God damn it, he could run. But he could run. Packers fans know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the last thing I was gonna say. Though I remembered, just Deshaun Watson and Con Kaepernick go hand in hand as two scumbags. So that's what made me think of it. A great way to end the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I guess. All right, well, that's all we got. Uh, Final four tomorrow. God, Liam, there's nothing I want more than the next time we record for North Carolina to be national champions. And if not that, then just anybody but Duke. Yeah, I I was going to say anybody but Duke. I mean, North Carolina would be nice to see you happy, um, but really anybody but Duke. Yeah, I'm sure that's how most of America feels, but obviously me. It's like uh, I'm obviously just pulling for Carolina. But all right, only time will tell. Home. Hopefully we're back to our – we'll do Tuesdays from here on out, but I've just been busy because tennis – we had a weird schedule with tennis this week because the high schoolers were on spring break. Mm-hmm. So we've had practice at 1 o'clock every day. And then my sister came home. Yeah, we have a practice from 1 to 3. And then my sister came home from Nebraska, so I was home all day yesterday with her, so we couldn't record yesterday. So I've just been – but hopefully back next week we'll be fine. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Thank you guys for listening and we'll talk to you again next week. Mm-hmm.